Welcome, Defenders fans, to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod. You're for the fans, by the fan source, for Defenders discussion and around the XFL intel. Guaranteed, really actually guaranteed this time in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. And we're here for Dodd Pod Episode 4, our Week 1 preview and predictions. We'll be discussing the upcoming matchup with the Dragons of Seattle in the first ever XFL game in the new era of the league. We will also talk about the weather, our picks for the weekend, and some daily fantasy value plays, at least for the games on Saturday. That's what FanDuel's giving us right now. I know DraftKings has a bit more. Austin, as always, podcasting goes best with a beer. This episode, we're drinking a Woodshop Series Willitized Coffee Stout from Lagunitas Brewing in Petaluma, California. It's a 12% coffee stout that goes perfectly with this podcast. You know, it's also, these are bottled and brewed in Chicago. And Austin, I can't help but think, we're basically the super fans. That's what we're doing. We're drinking beer. We're talking about our team, Defenders. <laughs> um, and uh, we're pretty much just debating about how many points they're going to win by, not whether or not they're going to win. Um, it's a foregone conclusion. Before we get to that, what are your thoughts on the beer right now? This is solid. I've said that for every beer that we've had, but I think that's just because I really, really like beer. But, no, I'm a very seasonal drinker, and a stout has kind of been my drink of choice as of late. So this one, this one's really, really good. It's light. It's 12.4%, but you wouldn't know it. You really wouldn't. And... LA Wildcats fans, they brew out in California, so, and if any of you are listening, give this a shot. I know it doesn't get really cold enough to drink a stout out there, but if you're a stout person, give it a shot for sure. Lagunitas makes great beers. Um, many of their IPAs are well known. Uh, this is first time having this one. Aged in rye oak barrels. It is a 12.4% beer. Um, but as Austin said, as you said there, Austin, it really does go down quite easily. Um, really, really tasty. Uh, if you if you enjoy um, kind of bourbon barrel aged beers, uh, especially stouts, this is this is one for you. Uh, moving right along, Austin. You know we play football outdoors here in DC. What's the weather look like for this weekend? So first game of the, on the weekend, first game on the slate is DC and Seattle. You know they put best team first game because you want to put a good product out first time people watch. So I mean, good job XFL. So, game's at 2 o'clock, high of 45, low of 35. So, it's going to be chilly, but it's, it's not going to be super, super cold. Hope to see a lot of fans out there, especially first 10,000, get that nice foam Defender Shield, which should be Man, a highly love, wanted item. Love that shield. So, wind's blowing southwest at only 5 miles per hour. So, not that it's going to make a, um, a difference on extra points, but it's going to be a slight breeze, nothing too crazy. Partly cloudy. Only a 10% chance of rain, but a 100% chance of XFL football. That is absolutely true. 100% chance of XFL football. Lots of fun at Audi Field with the Defenders, uh, DC Defenders fans going crazy. Uh, we're going to talk of a location, right, for the for the an official get-together. Uh, I think you were sharing that with me earlier. I, think you're, I don't know if you're pulling that up now. Yeah, I'm pulling uh, it But we're going to let all the Defenders fans know that there is an official location. Um, I'm stoked, man. I'm really excited about the season getting underway, getting to see the Defenders. 
Um, been excited to see so many polls coming out, previews that the defenders, maybe are the team to beat in the league. We certainly think so. Um, but I'm excited to get to get more data, see what all the polls are saying, and we're going to give you guys some more information about what the polls are saying about the defenders here in the upcoming few days. Uh, but Austin, where, where's that location? So the location has it. It's called Sandlot Southwest. I guess if you're familiar with going to D.C. United games, you'll already know where this is, but it's listed as the official D.C. Defenders tailgate venue. The address is 1800 Half Street Southwest in Washington, D.C. It will open at 11 a.m. for all five home games. Food trucks on site, beer, wine, and spirits for sale. For sale, but credit and debit cards only. So make sure you got your card with you. Wow. Uh, also, point out pregame, also at 11 a.m. Uh, XFL Chalk Talk live pregame show from Walter's Sports Bar in D.C. That is a cool place if you've never been. <laughs> Told those guys I would give them a plug. It sounds really awesome. They're going to be sort of doing the live preview. Uh, really exciting. The kind of thing that happens in big sports happening for the XFL. Go check them out. Uh, check those guys out. Uh, really, really excited. Um, so, Austin, week one, Seattle coming to town. DC's getting a lot of praise. Seattle maybe is not looking as strong. What are your thoughts going into opening weekend? The best thing about opening weekend is you can think whatever you want. And But personally, realistically speaking, looking at what came out of training camp and looking at how everything went, DC's going to be good. They're going to be solid. Believe it or not, I think they might have planned this, but the defender's defense is going to defend very well. Um, the secondary looks good. Um, it's good to have some veteran guys from the NFL, such as Elam, playing back on defense. Um, Cardell, we were talking earlier, there were some people that we saw that are predicting him to possibly be the MVP of the XFL this year. His arm is as good as it ever was, and really looking forward to seeing him. Um, who are some of the guys that you're excited to see this weekend? Yeah, the, this, it was the, this is the XFL pod. Um, three of the four guys there. Uh, predicted that Cardell Jones would, in fact, be the league MVP. Lots of thoughts the defenders may be the league champs. I'm really excited to see you know, two AAF guys, Rashad Ross and Jarrell Presley, for the defenders. Um, curious to see if they can keep going with the success that they had among the leaders, statistically speaking, in the AAF. I think many are projecting they're going to have a similar level, if not a greater success, in the XFL. Really happy those guys are on our team this time yeah, around. No, they, <laughs> neither were was many on either games, one of our teams before. Many games, well, not many games. There were many games in the AAF. But when um, Salt Lake played Arizona, I was a Salt Lake fan. Rashad Ross was just unbelievable to watch. And like you said, really, really glad to have him on our side this time, especially with Cardale's arm. So don't be shocked to see some deep balls thrown on Saturday. No, I mean, they're saying Cardale can throw a football 60 yards from one knee. Um, by all accounts, that's that's a true story. That's not Uncle Rico stuff. Uh, we're really we're excited to see the combination of Cardell's arm with the speed in the receiving core and in, and among the running backs. Um, uh, Donnell Pumphrey uh, is a speedster as well, so excited to see him. I'm sure we'll be catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. Uh, I I don't anticipate. I know we're not the predictions mode yet. I don't anticipate a close game here in week one. I don't either. Um, I know Seattle will be keyed up, but they got to travel all the way ar- across the country. Um, and this defenders team looks good. I have not yet seen a prediction that didn't have the defenders in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, which means in the top four teams, top two in the East, uh, and many again projecting them to be really the top team, which is exciting for anybody who's in and around DC and pulling for the squad. 
Yeah, another another thing I'm looking forward to is how much will these new rules m- impact how not only the players play the game, but how us fans see the game. Is it going to be a huge dramatic difference that is world changing? <laughs> is it going to make it that much better? I definitely think it's going to. It's only going to make it better. These rules are set up to make this more exciting, more fun than the NFL. So in no way, shape, or form do I see this hurting the product on the field. I'm just excited to see how the coaches game plan and kind of see how risky they get early on, especially in week one. There's going to be a ton of viewers. Super Bowl just ended. People are still in football mode. So it'll be really exciting to see if the coaches and players kind of feed off of the viewers that they know will be watching all across the country. I share your curiosity. One of the things I wonder about is to what degree the league itself even is encouraging uh, you know the coaches and the teams to to try uh, to to work within some of these rules. You know, will we see more teams than not try a double forward pass at some time? I think as as you're trying to generate interest in the league, uh, teams exploring these kinds of plays would be a thing that people would notice. One of the things that's probably symbolic, right? The very first play, we're gonna have a kickoff. We're gonna get to see what it looks like with the new kickoff rules. Um, I think defenders, not our defenders, but defenders in general, are a little bit nervous about trying to stop kick returners um, with the format in place. Will we see a kickoff return for a touchdown? Could we see an opening kickoff return for a touchdown on the very first play of the league? I think it's a viable possibility. Oh, absolutely. I'm, ex- I'm also excited to see the confused looks on so many fans that haven't kept up with the rules. And they're like, why is nobody moving? What they're going to be yelling at the refs, yelling at the coaches, <laughs> Move, run, not knowing what's run, happening. Get him! It's going to be fun to watch, not only watch the players of that, but to see the fans that aren't as into it as the XFL community has been. So it'll be cool to see the the NFL football fan coming in with no outside knowledge of what's supposed to happen. That's great. That had not occurred to me even a little bit at all to think about the confusion. I know we've been keeping tabs on the rules. That's why we're here. That's why you should listen. We're going to keep you guys informed. Um, hopefully the fans that listen to the pod know know about the kickoff and, and know what's going to be happening there. If you don't, check back to episode two, um, all about the rules. Uh, let's let's jump in. The one thing, if we're making predictions, we, we know. It's a foregone conclusion. The defenders are going to win this football game, folks. Um, but we are going to take a look at the betting lines. Thought it was interesting, Austin. We were, we were looking for the lines. No over-unders have been put out for these no. games. We specula- speculated... Uh, early on when we first heard the rules, just take the over. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> no matter what, I think uh, Vegas maybe decided the same thing, figuring it's going to be really hard to put a line given these new rules, yeah. given the potential for really explosive scoring. Um, there are reports in the comeback period alone in some of the games that teams scored two touchdowns apiece just in the comeback period. Yeah. Um, so who knows what we'll see as far as scoring. Uh, but looking at looking at our slate of games, uh, we've, got, we've got D.C., with a six and a half point uh, sitting as a six and a half point favorite, what's your thought on the line here? Where do you where do you see this game falling out? Well, I would. Me personally, I think DC's going to win by more, based on what I have read and seen. Even the highlights from the scrimmage against Seattle, DC looked good. I I see DC winning this game by double digits. Um, it's like you said, over under. It's hard to pick the amount of points scored as we haven't really seen the product on the field. So don't be too surprised that this game is kind of a high-scoring game like the arena football has been in the past, where you'll look at the scoreboard and you'll think it's a basketball score. It's like 68 to 55. Who knows? It could be 
it could be a shootout, offensive shootout like that, or both defenses could make a stand. But either way, I think DC's winning by at least 10 points in my book. What about you? You know, for me, uh, going to be uh, defenders 67, Seattle negative two. Regardless, I don't know if it's mini dragons or full-size dragons. Uh, the size of the dragons doesn't matter, but the, the size of the defenders <laughs> does. If we're, if we're talking... Are we, are we talking mini, mini defenders? If we're mini defenders, uh, it'd be a more reasonable score. Uh, something like maybe, you know, 34 to 21 mini it's defenders. Still a win regardless. Right, of course, a win regardless. And, you know, that's that's obviously assuming a, a, a mini pep as well. If it's a mini full-size pep, then we're, <laughs> then we're talking about a totally different thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think the defenders are going to cover this. I think they're going to win by... Uh, by ten points or more in this in this opening weekend. Another thing on DC, will PFT run out of the tunnel with the team? Is that going to happen? Yeah, I mean there were there was some talk of honorary captainship. Uh, I was pushing that agenda, and Pep Pep liked it. He did on Twitter. So liked the tweet. I, I don't know. I, I think. Can you imagine the noise? Can you imagine the sound? PFT, if you're listening, we, we need you to make this happen uh, one he, way or another. If he's there, if he comes out of the tunnel, <laughs> I I think the fans will erupt. Um, I know a lot of fans claiming boycott. They'll never support the defenders until such a thing happens as PFT coming out of the tunnel. So we, we need him there. We need him on the field. We need, to, we need to start this thing off positively. I'm hopeful he can give us that emotional lift. Then the sky's the limit in terms of the score if we can get get that kind of uh, buoy, buoying effect at the beginning of uh, beginning of the season. L.A. traveling to Houston for the other Saturday game. Any, any thoughts there? Um, Houston favored by three and a half. Um, I, I've heard some things about how Houston is going to be okay, but so is L.A. So this could be a really good game to end the first Saturday of the XFL. Um, the best thing about week one is nobody has a clue, and no matter what I say, I'm going to sound smart. So, no, I would take Houston at three and a half. I think that game is going to be close. Um, what about you? Yeah, uh, you know, tough a tough game to call. Like you said, the one thing that I think is certain is everybody's going to be excited to hear whatever Winston Moss has to say post game. Yeah, uh, he is widely being considered uh, one of the characters of the league. It's somebody who's going to be a great soundbite. So I'm curious to see what he says. For that reason, I'm gonna I'm gonna say L.A. covers the spread, but Houston wins the game. I like Houston in a close game um, to finish off the first day. So we're gonna say Houston by three. Um, and 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 I'm gonna say in a heartbreaking loss for LA. I don't know what's gonna happen down the stretch, but but I'm gonna predict LA heartbreak and some colorful Winston Moss commentary in the post game. Uh, on on to New York, Tampa Bay, the Vipers visiting the Guardians. What says you, Young Austin? Tampa Bay favored by one and a half. So Vegas thinks this one's gonna be close, and I have no reason to not believe them. They know more than me at this point. So I'll say I think the Guardians will win, though, but it will be one to two-point game. It's going to be close up in uh, MetLife in New Jersey, the New Jersey Guardians. I don't know why they're New York, but um, what do you have in that game? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough call. I mean, Tampa, by the, by the odds makers, is, is the odds-on favorite um, or among the two odds-on favorites along with Dallas. Uh, though everybody who seems to know the inside and outs of the league is is more in the Dallas and DC camp, uh, so this one this was the one game on the slate that I really took pause over, thinking about you know okay well Vegas tends to know things, 
Um, but I like the home team. I have a hard time thinking a home team is going to lose in this opening weekend. I think the energy in the stadium is going to be huge. Uh, the Guardians uh, have have some strength. So I reluctantly uh, am going to go with the home team in all four games. I'm going to take the Guardians to win at home. And because the spread is only one and a half, I'm going to say they cover Guardians by three. That's fair. Yeah, and then the last game of week one, the Battle Hawks head to Dallas. Dallas is a seven-point favorite. What do you have in that game? Oh, man. It's a, it's, this is tough. I mean, I think, I think Dallas has a great team. Respect their coach. Uh, hearing a lot of talk of St. Louis having really a gargantuan defense, tons of size and speed. Uh, but I think Dallas is going to be too much at home in this opening week game. Um, you wonder what their quarterback position is going to look like, um, if they'll have you know a healthy QB there. But I'm still going to go with Dallas. I'm going to say it's going to be a closer game than folks expect. Uh, it's a seven-point spread. I'm going to say Dallas still covers, but a ten-point or less game. I'm, I'm right there with you, but... Kind of speaking of Dallas, how cool in the first year of the XFL would a Dallas and D.C. championship be? I would not complain one bit. Because, I mean, that would get people that don't even watch the XFL, but if they're a Redskins fan or if they're a Cowboys fan, they're going to watch. It's D.C. versus Dallas in football. It's must-see TV. Yeah, I, I think that rivalry has a lot of a lot of potential to develop, even though it's obviously not the divisional rivalry that we see in the NFL, but a... a a cross-conference uh, rivalry. And I've only heard East and West. I haven't heard whether we have divisions or conferences, and I've heard other podcasters uh, yeah, debating the either. same thing. I went I went hunting for it. I just saw XFL East, XFL West, uh, without a designation of division or conference, uh, which is just fine by me. Uh, but it's been, uh, it's been fun to follow, and all the speculation in the world, and we've been getting a lot of it, is going to gonna be set before our eyes this weekend starting at 2 o'clock with our defenders in action. Um, you know, a lot is made of fantasy football. A big question about the XFL is, would there be fantasy? Um, the XFL launched an app just, uh, just was that yesterday? Yeah, it's a very sound app, too. Yeah, I downloaded it, it. it is, and I've heard, I've heard more, more to come there. Um, but we took a look at FanDuel. Um, I know DraftKings uh, has an option, as a daily fantasy option as well, and they right now have the full slate FanDuel only brought to the table thus far the Saturday slate. Um, we have not yet seen what mm-hmm. FanDuel's doing. Um, you looked at both. Did you have thoughts on one or the other, DraftKings, FanDuel? Um, FanDuel, they're both, both kind of have the players ranked similarly, but the money value is a lot different. Like on FanDuel, for example, Josh Johnson was the top-rated quarterback for L.A. He's $21. But then if you go to DraftKings, he'd be like 10700 So the money's different, still the same concept. I almost kind of like having them like $21, $20. It's easier math to kind of do in your head when you're looking. You get $100, I think, on the FanDuel one. So I think that's going to be interesting because it's kind of a new thing for it. And... Another reason I'm more excited for the XFL is the AAF really didn't have any type of solid mainstream betting or fantasy. So the XFL having FanDuel and DraftKings off the bat is a good sign to show that this league's not only here to 
be fun, but it's here to stay. No, I think I think in order to be viable, the fantasy component is something that's important, right? Because that's a way for people to engage the league. Even those who don't have a favorite team, people love gambling, and uh, this is an opportunity for that. Um, I did note as we were looking through, there were certainly some discrepancies in the value. Mm-hmm. Eli Rogers really jumped out to me as as a value in FanDuel. He's sitting at thirteen dollars, which is sort of you know well below average. He was the fourth highest valued receiver or tight end on DraftKings, and that yeah. that was striking. That seems more like an appropriate value for an accomplished NFL player who I think everyone believes is going to catch a ton of passes. Um, so Eli is my can't miss value play. Uh, on FanDuel. If you're on FanDuel, Eli seems like a great option um, to help make people a lot of money, especially given that limited Saturday slate. Being able to book him at $13, um, you know, when, when you've sort of got that, that budget uh, seems really, really valuable. What about what about you? Were there, were there particulars that jumped out? Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised on FanDuel. Rashad Ross was a little bit lower than he was on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's $15, so he's right. somebody I'm definitely – Gonna scoop up because I can see him just going off on Saturday. Um, but yeah, he he was a lot lower on Fanduel than he was DraftKings, which is another reason. If you've never tried Fanduel or DraftKings, why not give it a shot this weekend? Because your your bet your guess is as good as anybody else's at this point. Yeah. Because we haven't seen these guys play, so it's a toss up. So if you're interested, go for it. Yeah, I think it was ever a chance to beat the experts. Yeah. Uh, week one when everybody's guessed. Guessing seems to present as good a chance as any. Um, looking at sort of the, the the anchors, the guys to build your team around, um, we're, I think, both in agreement that Cardell Jones uh, is someone to build your team around. And I felt strongly about Houston's Andre Williams on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's $19, so he's a little bit more expensive. Strong pedigree. Um, I think Houston's going to be a team that's going to be able to run the football. So I liked Andre Williams as my lock, and I agreed with you. Uh, building around Cardell Jones and Andre Williams. I like Presley too, um, but a lineup full of guys from one team traditionally doesn't fare. But if they're defenders. Well. But if they're defenders, maybe it will. Um, in truth, in, in a lineup, I have I have four defenders out of my six guys here. Um, but I like Ross also at $15. I feel like he's a tremendous value. He was the, the top, right? I think, I think he was number one. He was the, on, the number DraftKings. one uh, receiver on DraftKings. So, he seems to be a value play as well. That lets you sort of go to the top tier on quarterback and, and your other running back. Um, and the way the, the lineups work at FanDuel, it's quarterback, running back, two wide receiver tight ends, and then two flex players that could be you know running back, wide receiver, or tight end. No specialists, no defense um, in the model that's been made available by FanDuel right yeah, now. Yeah, Rashad Ross was the number one receiver yeah. on FanDuel. And to kind of... Compare the number two receiver is worth nine thousand nine hundred, and Ross is ten thousand four hundred. So wow. DraftKings is thinking really highly of Ross, and so am I. So I agree with DraftKings more on this one than FanDuel, but I'm gonna scoop him up in FanDuel, and he's gonna go off, and he's gonna win me some money. Wow. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's there's a big discrepancy, and I think the big discrepancy is indicative of the fact that no one really knows. Um. The best and the brightest who were making these lineups at, at FanDuel came up with one thing, and the best and the brightest who were at DraftKings came up with another. Um, I think that's indicative of just people don't really know what's going to happen. It's hard to predict. Um, you know, FanDuel had Malachi Dupree up at $18. He's 6'4". He's certainly a red zone target. Um, 
But looking at I gotta scroll down. DraftKings, draft you're, yeah, you're gonna have to scroll down to find Dupree. Where is he there? Uh, I, there I, he is. There I, he is. I, Go down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, wow, he's there way he is. Down there. Three thousand is his value. I had to whereas, scroll halfway down the page. Whereas he's the third highest among wow. the Saturday wide receivers. So again, stark. Uh, juxtaposition between between those. It's gonna make this fun. It, it's gonna make it a lot of fun. You're gonna see values fluctuate. Um, you know, season long fantasy folks. I think you're gonna have a lot of uh, you know value added from some of their picks and some t- big disappointments from guys they thought were gonna be successful. Uh, one of one of the things I heard today I thought was an interesting prediction from this is the XFL was uh, they predicted that not only would Cardell be the MVP. They predicted that he'd be the only quarterback in the league that starts every game, barring injury. No, um, yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Feeling like there's a likelihood of some fluctuation at the quarterback position, uh, as as you know, many of the teams have two that seem, uh, you know, evenly matched, and I think that's probably the case with the defenders as well. We have a great backup, but if, as we hope, the team wins its first game and continues cruising, no reason to no, make yeah, a change. No, yeah, I believe if Tyree was on any other XFL team, he's starting. I, I, I would think. Yeah, no, I mean, he's the physical tools are there. Uh, he's a he's a talent. The four five nine speed, um, hard not to be excited about about Mister Mister Tyree Jackson. Um, I I couldn't be more excited. I really couldn't. Um, this team has all the makings of a championship team. Bringing yet another championship. DC's been on fire to DC, lately. Title Town, uh, Washington D.C. Who'd have thought it just a few years ago? But it's been a triumphant time in DC sports history. It's a time to keep it rolling. We are we are clocked in at about twenty six minutes. We're under our guaranteed thirty minute time. Having XFL Connor on last time was a treat. We're really sorry about it cutting out at the fifty minute mark. But if uh, you're listening to that pod, it does cut out at fifty minutes, and this one's going to cut out in just under thirty. Um, but we're going to be done this time. But congrats, to XFL Connor. He's exploded Blowing on Twitter, up, up well over twelve hundred followers. Speaking of followers. Have to thank all the Defenders fans for giving us follows. Sure. We're over 800, 800 really is crazy. just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, a real explosion, both for us, for all XFL social media over the past several days since Super Bowl. It's been really, really exciting. Um, it's fun to be involved and be able to say we were involved from day one. I've even seen several other DC Defenders uh, fan groups pop up. Um, happy to see some folks jump in and, and cite us as the... Uh, the OGs of the Defenders fan groups that we are the original, uh, as we are. Um, I've seen others claim to be number one, but not not the original. I think we're, we're getting the street cred on that. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun to be a Defenders fan. I think that's going to be the case all year. Um, defend the DMV, defend DC, forged by DC. Uh, we are all in this together. Can't wait to be back soon. Don't know if we'll get another podcast recorded before week one. So if we don't talk to you, um, we'll, we'll talk to you after we're one and zero. We'll talk to you after we're one and zero. Thanks, Austin. Great pod. Great talking to you as Absolutely. always. Defenders fans, we're out. See you next time.